Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker, Barrett Jack Dish, and Ryan Hong with you. It's time now for Travel Thursday. You know, when you enter a hotel room and you look at the furniture, or even when you shop, uh, mm. not shop, when <laughs> you try to book the room online, how important is the look, the, the, the furniture, the furnishings? Actually, you know, many years ago, I thought it wouldn't be important to me because size ah. was important ah, and I yes. always wanted a good view in yes, the room. Yes, yes. So I'll, I'll always make sure that there is floor-to-ceiling windows and okay. things like that. But lately, it has become quite important to me because I ended up in one hotel room, which was nice, a good size, had a great view. But the wood that they used for the ah. bed and everything was so dark, it made me feel depressed. Gaudy. Yeah. Go- <laughs> and then, yeah, don't, don't forget the gaudy carpeting uh, and all that. Uh. So when you go on a staycation, you're going to end up spending a lot of your time in the room. You want that room to give you a sense of well-being and happiness, right? So, yes, I think the furnishings totally matter. The colour of the wood or whatever material they use, all of that really does matter. Does it to you? Yes, it does. I often wonder you know, mm. who is responsible for this and can I steal some ideas? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you would think that the Maldives great holiday destination, our next guest mm. though and his partner frequently travel there you would think they're going on holiday, but no, you know, it's not quite what you think. Mm, so what are they doing exactly? Yeah? I was looking into this and I thought this was such an interesting thing that we were going to be talking about. They are actually creating premium and luxurious furnishings yeah. for the resorts in the Maldives. I wonder what that's like now during COVID though. Mm. Uh, so this mm. company is called One Stop and we're going to find out more from Shafiq Olia, partner and co-founder of One Stop. Good morning. How are you? Morning, morning. Morning, guys. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. Very good. You've got a great job, my friend. Yeah. It was so interesting. Filled with envy. <laughs> filled with envy that you're traveling to all these beautiful places. I know it's for work, but it probably doesn't feel like work, right, Shafiq? It, it doesn't. It, <laughs> and, and, and we get this comment all the time. Oh, yeah, we, you're so lucky, this and that. But to be honest, you know, the Maldives essentially, is, it starts off with a sandbank. So literally, we, we, get, we get sent on site uh, where there's really, literally nothing at all to begin with. You know, and then we, we go through construction sites like any other construction site, you know, and then we work our way out. What we go through is very different from the picturesque views that you guys see on the internet, definitely. Mm, but it must be quite satisfying, yeah, to walk into nothing and then to walk away having created something mm. beautiful, right? Absolutely. So that, that is really one of the things that we, we are so proud of and so happy, well, especially when, when a job is delivered on time, it meets all the specifications, the quality finishes, and you know, we, we exceed the expectations of the clients. You know, really, really happy about that. What made you guys want to do this, you know, in the first place? So I'm just wondering about that growth story, that founding story behind One Stop. Tell us more about that. Definitely. So my partner Young and I, we were studying in Sydney and well, actually partying more than studying. And we <laughs> we actually met in a rave party twenty years ago. To be honest. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, now we're talking. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we got along very well. You know, we have, we always thought about doing something good together, right? And Young being being uh, from a civil engineering background, and I was doing banking and finance. And my family my family had businesses in in the Maldives, but that was building materials. But then we said, look, you know, let's, let's do something together. And that's how we actually took a weekend, bought on a flight, went to the Maldives and said, look, 
let's explore for, ourse- for ourselves, see what's going on. You know, we go over there, we thought, you know, let's just do uh, what Young knows best, right? Tiling and, and then uh, I could sell it and he could do it. But I said, oh, that's just too much of money. There's a lot of money for capital, for capital. And we said, no, let's do something else. And we were then given a suggestion to do furnitures because back in 2008, the Maldives, they were only buying stuff from traders in, in Europe or even trading houses in Bali. And that's when me and Yang were like, what? Why would you buy stuff from uh, Bali? We go to Bali for holidays, right? Mm. And obviously, we know that stuff is being made in Indonesia and in China as well. And that's when we, we saw an idea. I said, look, uh, we could potentially bring this Maldives or Indonesia and China to the Maldives, right? We started off. And we, we had a few friends in the industry. They gave us opportunities. They said, look, what are you trying? But now, 2008, no one was used to China at all. Mm-hmm. So we spent the first couple of months convincing people that, look, China is okay. You know, it, it, we, we can manufacture stuff. They are of good quality, but it's difficult. That's the resistance. Right? Obviously, we had to go down the path of convincing people for many, many months. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, what we had to do was literally give out free samples, air freighting them, you know, getting them convinced that, look, this is going to work out for you. Rest assured, you know, we are definitely going to make it work for you guys as well. So that's how we all started. Uh, uh, we got our first contract a couple of months later. Uh, and because Maldives is such a close-knit community among businesses, so we, we did one job and then we got referred to another. Mm-hmm. And then the word of mouth spread like wildfire. You know, and, and we were, I think, doing well at, at that time. And we, one thing led to the other and, and growth just took, took place. Mm-hmm. That's a natural course. Yeah. And then moving forward three years, we acquired our own factory in China as well, where we have ownership as well. And that really boosted confidence as well. Because now, now we run and control the factory as well in China. And people knew that, look, you're buying it direct from the factory as well through the management of a Singapore company. And we were essentially going there every month. You know, just to meet people, go for ten, tender meetings, questionnaires, and all that. Mm, wow! And and in 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 that that great story is embedded a very powerful life lesson. Parents let your children party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I second that. You know? <laughs> you <never> know. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I am curious. I am curious, yeah. Shafiq. How how yeah. did you? What's the secret to building that trust and credibility? You talked about that. You know, not so easy entrepreneurs in another country. I mean, what would you say to other entrepreneurs in, in when it comes to building trust? No, I think building trust, right? It it, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, it really once you you make a promise once you you make a commitment you need to make sure that look you you live up to it right obviously for for us especially in in a, in a project we understand timeline we understand cultures and what's really important for them is quality and timeline so at times when when we know manufacturing can go haywire that's our problem not the client's problem we had to make sure that look they need to get their product on time. So we, we've had even instances where we had to air freight the whole room of furnitures. I'm talking about wardrobes, vanity mm. counters, beds, just for a photo shoot. <laughs> it's just a photo shoot, you know. Wow. But it, it was essential because they had to put something on, on print or on electronically to, to get it across for marketing purposes. And yep. if we don't deliver, they can't sell the rooms. So it is, it's all integrated. You know, we, we had to, we took their problems as our problem. And that's, I think, key. You have to take your customers' problems as your problems and you then make decisions that would benefit them 
more than you. And okay. you know, you 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 will get appreciated definitely. Mm. Tell us more about. I mean, you've talked a lot about the Maldives, but are you servicing clients in other parts of the world as well? Yeah, well, so Maldives was our, our starting point. And with, with Maldives and clients, they, they engage project managers, which are, which are officers globally. So we, and Maldives, again, it was so difficult. It's the pinnacle of struggles uh, in, in construction um, in Maldives, right? Because you had to do everything yourself. If you forgot a screw or a screwdriver, literally you had to take a boat ride for the next two hours. Mm. Just to get a screwdriver, so obviously that level of of difficulty was was a great challenge for us. But because we survived there and we did pre- pretty well in Maldives, we were then invited to other parts of the world, you know, through all project managers and owners who had multiple locations. Right? We will we then now start working in uh, Seychelles. We're doing work in Doha. We're doing work in uh, Fiji. Singapore. Uh, what about Singapore? Sing- so Singapore, Singapore, we we we've done quite a few few jobs in Singapore as well. A lot of F&B projects. We've done quite a few privé cafes. Done the Jigger and Pony, the bar as well. And most recent, uh, which we are currently working with, a, a contractor here in Singapore as well. We're doing the Mandarin Orchard. Mm, it's okay. refurbishing. Yeah, so that's 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 our current job as well. We're almost handing that over as well. Good projects. Hey, uh, I, I was wondering, you talked about the struggles in Maldives and how tough it was and everything that you've built up. How were you positioned or how did it help in terms of your position in dealing with the past two years pandemic? Oh, wow. So that, that I think, I think anyone who's in our line of work or in any other industry who's, we have to travel all the time. I mean, literally we were on a flight almost every week. It's either my partner Yang or myself or our, our project managers. It's either for technical or for sales, right? And obviously when the pandemic came, we were grounded. I mean, what are we going to do? How are we going to meet our clients, right? So we were like, what are we going to do now? Obviously, um, we could do Zoom meetings, video conferencing, but that has so much of an effect, you know? And then we realized that we need to go local, where we have to start employing people locally, putting them as our face as well. Okay. And because we, we were there, we've been doing stuff in, in Maldives and, and Fiji, we kind of knew quite a few people and we had to get them on our employment. Now, we, so we've got a project manager, in, in uh, a business development manager in Maldives, we've got a business development manager in, in uh, Fiji as well, and we work with a pretty good team in Middle East. Okay. We've got someone in, in Doha as well. But it, literally, we, we had to remove the idea of us travelling there, but we had to make sure we still delivered our promises. Mm. So obviously, the people there that we employ we go local now you know mm-hmm. instead of, of global well that kind of also helps the carbon emission and ca- carbon footprint right true. we don't mm, travel yes. that much so right true, mm, true. you know mm, yeah certainly so, and it takes care of a lot of supply chain issues as well because if your value ab- chain is local it makes everything a lot easier absolutely I do want to talk about some of the nitty-gritty involved in what you do because I'm sure that the use of space and the use of materials, all of this will change, has changed and will continue to change considering the new COVID and post-COVID era, right? Now you've got a need for safe management measures in hotels and things like that. So tell us more about what the hotels and resorts of the future will look like considering all of these safe management measures and worries about viruses and how you have to adapt in order to provide this new normal of travel? Well, I think adapting to the new normal, I think everyone has to do it, right? I mean, so with with us, we work with interior designers, architects, and this part of it is actually taken care of by the interior designers consultants. So we now have a lot more stringent rules to look towards. You know, we, we need to make sure we have 
safety management issues in our factories. We have to tell them, look, production timelines have changed as well. But what, what used to take eight to 10 weeks would, could take now potentially 12 to 14 weeks. You know, mm. All this stuff adds on, adds on to the whole uh, working environment as well, right? Mm. We've been speaking with Shafiq Olia, partner and co-founder of One Stop. Uh, Shafiq, by the way, before I let you go, can I buy your furniture for my house? Is it available for you know personal retail? After this phone call, right? Let, let me know. We'll, we'll give it to you. <laughs> oh, oh, so, so what regular people can't... can't... No, no, no. Not really. So, oh. Sorry. Um, uh, we, 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 don't, we don't really do retail. Okay. I, I think it's, it's always the scalability of things, ah. you know? When, when, when we manufacture for 100 pieces, there's a certain uh, requirement. And now, for me to send one piece of swing or one piece of bed, the, the freight cost alone is going to cost probably more than what the bed's going to cost. Essentially, um, and you might not want to pay that kind of price, to be right, honest. Right. Mm, okay. And also, I'm sure some of these hotels and resorts will say this is exclusively designed for exactly. us, right? That's we, right, Barty. We don't want people recreating our environment in their homes. Then why else would they want to come here, right? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. We, we, have, oh, okay. we have a lot of issues like that as well, definitely. All the yes. more, I want to try. Yeah. So, <laughs> and only a partner and co-founder of One Stop. Thank you so much for your time. Take care Thank and stay you guys. safe. Thank you. Thanks. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.